may take your seat in the presence. And so, Father, we give you all the glory and all the honor. We thank you that revelation is flowing freely and that there is an overflow in this place. And that, Father Lord, if we hearken our hearts to your voice, that you shall release a supernatural blessing into our hearts right now. That, Father Lord, the lives that we live, O oh Lord, are be for your glory. That there is a transformation in this place. There is a restoration in this place. There is revival in this place. I, I thought you would say amen. There is a revival in this place. There is goodness and mercy in this place. We thank you for your grace. Your grace that has been cascaded into us. That has made us apostles to your word. We thank you Lord Jesus that you keep on revealing yourself to us. That the mystery that was hidden O Lord has been revealed to us today. And we can see you. That we may know you. The power of your resurrection. And the fellowship of your suffering. Being conformed to your death. That by all means we shall attain the resurrection power. We thank you Lord for rising up from the grave and proving to the naysayers that if my God says yes, nobody can say no. Who God blesses, nobody can curse. We thank you that the curse has been lifted. That we are seated in heavenly places far above principalities and powers. We are co-seated with Christ Jesus. We are united with Christ Jesus. We thank you for your life, for your zoe that runs through our veins and quickens our mortal bodies and restores us, O Lord, into children of God. Your spirit testifies with our spirit that we are sons and daughters of God. And no addiction can tell us otherwise. No pain can tell us otherwise. No, no disappointment can tell us otherwise. Because we are appointed to review your glory to the nations. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for blessing everyone here. If you know that you are blessed, shout a big amen in Jesus' name. I thought you were more blessed. More. If you know you are blessed by your neighbor, shout a bigger amen. 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 Last Friday, I shared a, a word on the relationship between baptism and resurrection or the cross we know that when uh, those who got baptized yesterday we were putting them in the water we were burying their old life hallelujah and as they rose up again they rose up in new life with power with glory the bible says that we are clothed in righteousness and holiness we are not clothed in sin or sadness or heaviness or depression but we are clothed in the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. Hallelujah. Is there somebody here? I want you to look at yourself and say, I am, I am blessed and highly favored. As a matter of fact, look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you are so blessed. You are sitting next to me today. Hallelujah. You know, the, the most, the saddest thing in this world, the saddest thing in this world, the most unfortunate thing is that a Christian has resurrected but still thinks they are in the grave. That is, that, 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 that is and you know the world tells us that what you do not know will not hurt you. Have you heard that before? But this morning I came to tell you that if you do not know they will hurt you. <laughs> That's what the world tells us. It, actually, it doesn't hurt you. 
But it, it, it only hurts you until, it doesn't hurt you until it takes you to your grave. Yes. Sometimes you have certain symptoms, you don't deal with it. If you do not deal with the symptoms that you're seeing, before you know, the symptoms will symptomize you. And you'll be symptomed by the symptoms. Someone say symptoms. One Donald Miller, he said this. In the age of information, ignorance is a choice. You choose to be ignorant of the light. If you are living in darkness and you have access to the light and you decide not to put on the light, you sleep in the darkness. True or not true? Tell your neighbor, put on the light. <laughs> You've been walking so much, so long in the darkness. Do you know that there are Christians that walk like this? Pastor Rabbi here. Pastor came help her. Pastor, they kept you help no doubt. But a Christian that knows the power of the resurrection, he walks in power. He walks in authority. He lives a life of favor. Why? Because he knows who he is. Say, I know who I am. I know who I am. Amen. It is in this, this, this view. Ah, let me go there. You know that the, the worst thing, the one that goes beyond ignorance. So it's one thing that you do not know. But it is another thing that you know, but you know the wrong stuff. Some of us, we know, but we do not know the truth. We have information, but we do not have revelation. Hallelujah. Last Friday, I said that, Kofi Annan said this, knowledge is power. Information what? Information liberates. But I came to tell you that don't stick with information. Because information about somebody is not necessarily knowledge about that, that person. I have information that Brother Depot is wearing, is it blue or gray? Blue is gray. Yes. But I do not know what is underneath that blue. I may have information that Brother Depot has, his hair is, is, is off. I, I was going to say bald, but he's not. You see, that is information. Information is that you might, if you do not know the truth, you might think he's bald, but maybe he's not bald. Maybe it is his look. It's his look. Is it his look? In the name of Jesus, you are not bald. <laughs> Every bald person here, in the name of Jesus, you are growing 16 inch. Amen. <laughs> And so you realize that many Christians know about Jesus, but they do not know Jesus. They have heard that there was a man called Jesus and he went on the cross. And he died in between criminals. But they do not know what exactly Jesus did on the cross. I pray, just as Paul said, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Philippians chapter 3 verse 10 to 11. If you guys can read it for us, just our, our standard theme of the month verse. Philippians 3. 10 to, 11. 10 to 11. And I read in Jesus' name. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Mm. And the fellowship of his sufferings. Being conformed to his death. If by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Amen. So last Friday and yesterday, I told you that David said that here though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
The TPT says this, that I will not fear no evil because you have already done it. And Paul is telling us that for me to attain resurrection, I I have to do it with you. I have to go with you. Experience is the best teacher. If you think, if you want to go to a new terrain that you've not been there before, and you want to survive, you must so that means that your Christian life, you can't do it without Jesus. Because if you try to deal with your... I can't do Basa. You see, Jesus went on the cross to deal with sin. Jesus, brother, where's Sam? Where's Dickens Sam? Jesus went on the cross to deal with what? Addiction. He went on the cross to deal with slavery. And what else? Sin? Death. You have two more. Slavery. And habits. That's what Jesus went to deal with. If you are walking on this surface of this earth as a Christian and you want to deal with these things, guys, let's not let's not act like none of us are going through these things. That is why Jesus, the word says that, that that I may what confront your sufferings. The sufferings are the things that we are dealing with. Oh, you see, everybody's wearing suit and looking all fly, but you don't know what they do at 12 p.m. in the night, you don't know what they do after church service. And many of us, we want to do these things. We want to deal with these things on our own strength. And that is why we are so grumpy. That don't mean out of boast. When the, the weight of sin, it weighs you down. It's heavy. It's a, even the weight of guilt, the weight of fear. Guilt breeds fear. When you are so full, you bang. When you bang, you bang that you pack word. This, you see, Pastor, Pastor says, Hey, goeiemorgen. Hey, Pastor, what weet you over me? <laughs> but Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. If you want to deal with every issue, you have to go to the source, the one that has already dealt with everything. Amen. Is that someone here? Amen. Amen. So, so David said that, I will not fear no evil. Because you are with me. Why? Because you are leading me. Because you are in me. I have an innerlijke tom-tom. I have an innerlijke navigatie. The Christian cannot get lost. That's why the one that is outside of Christianity, we say he is lost. <laughs> but when you are in Christianity, when you are in Christ, you are found. I once was blind, but now I see was lost, but now I am found. Somebody shout, I am found. Don't say it. Shout, I am found. Do you know why sometimes you have to shout these things? Because there are certain things in your life that are trying to tell you that you are still lost. And until you shout at those things, they will not succumb to the transformation that has taken place in your life. Yes. We need to know these things. Amen. Can I show you guys something? Let me show you something. Let's go back to the word of God. I have a new... Uh, Bad and it goes off and off the whole time. It's Samsung. I know Samsung is better than Apple, but I don't know why he's doing that. <laughs> I don't know why. Precisely, it's better than Apple, right? I don't know why. Apple, even your, your phone is a fruit. <laughs> Look. Um, let's go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 to 18. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. And I read in Jesus' name. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of Gentiles walk, in the futility of their mind. Amen. No, continue. 18. 
having their understanding darkened. Having their what? Understanding darkened. Mm -hmm. Being alienated from the life of God. Mm -hmm. Being of the ignorance that is in them mm -hmm. because of the blindness of their hearts. Are you hearing, are you hearing what the Bible is saying? That Yemunit Lopo saw us thee. And who are those, those people? They said what? They are what? Blinded okay. in their understanding. What else? They, because they are blinded, if you can't see where you are going, how do you go there? <laughs> Ask your neighbor. If you can't see, how do you go there? Yes. You know, this Christian journey that we are living, this life that we are living, it looks like we are doing it together, but everybody is walking his own journey. True or not true? Yeah. That is why, why sometimes you are very close with somebody until you take a different turn. Then all of a sudden, they don't want to hang around you anymore. You've been, as long as you are getting drunk with them, you are their bestie. But the moment you say, I prefer Holy Ghost intoxication. Then they are like, holy what? And therefore, it is important that as you are walking, you yourself, you know where you are going. Otherwise, you start walking like those who do not know where they are going. And anyone that does not know where they are going, the Bible is describing them as blind. He says this, the futility of their mind. Their mind tells them stuff. Your mind starts playing games with you. Your gedachten zegt tegen jou dat je nu goed genoeg bent. Terwijl God has made you perfect. Your mind starts telling you that this, this thing that you are going through, you will never pass it. So, meanwhile, the resurrection has already guaranteed your success. Amen. He says this. So you realize that ignorance, it is when your understanding is blinded or darkened or when you are alienated from life. When you are ignoring the truth, when you are living a lie. Ask your neighbor, are you living a lie? You need to pop your eyes. Look at them. Look at them for an awkward two seconds. Take a moment. I'll give you time. Look at your neighbor. Look at them. Mm. Oh, look at them. Some of you can't look at your neighbor. The neighbor is sitting next to you like this. Ask them, are you living a lie? Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18 to 19 he says this, but the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines even brighter unto the perfect day. Watch this. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. If you are a Christian and you start acting like a non-Christian you always be you've been out of reactive. You have any proactive. You always be like, ah, why did I fall? Because you started looking for cancer. I don't want to go there. If you guys are quiet, maybe I'll hurt someone's feelings. I'll go there. I'll go there. I'll go there. What were you doing in his bedroom at 2 a.m.? What were you doing there? What were you doing there? And then nine months later, you're like, I don't know how this happened. Oh. Meanwhile, when you were going, you were in a hurry. Can you walk through? 
You see, we need to, listen, you are a Christian for a reason. You are a Christian because God has given you now heavenly intelligence. Yes, there is no Christian need dumbest. We're waiting it. We're waiting what we're to do. Listen, the Bible even tells us the, that God, because God knows that you, you don't like reading. Uh-uh. You don't like reading. Even the Bible, you have only read maybe John 3.16. That's all you've read. God knows you don't like it. You don't, the moment you pick your Bible to sleep, you are, you, to read, you are doing sleeping exercise. That is, the Bible has become the sleeping pill for your, for your dozing off. You know, the, God knows. God knows that so, guys. That's why God became flesh, so that he will know how you are. He will know the stuff that you deal with. And so God being so wise, God in his infinite knowledge, God decided that I will not give him an iPad. I will not give him a book even. I will write it on his heart. So God has given us, he has written his law on your heart. So that when you are walking in the valley of the shadow of death, you don't, you can't need, hey bro, I can't do that. Power bank for your lane. You won't be going around asking for people's help. David said, I'll lift up my eyes onto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Who made the heavens and the earth? Why don't you seek help from the one who made it all? Rather than seeking help from your, your, your brother or your sister, etc. Ask God first. Know that God will bring the help that you need. Amen. Let, let's not be ignorant. But wait to who admit. Amen. I know you know. <laughs> Can I even give you more good news? The good news is that the things that we are dealing with, Edmund, the stuff that we are, we are struggling with, yesterday during baptism, the Bible tells us that when we are buried with Christ, we bury the old nature who is full of deceit, sinfulness, and all fleshy desires. So the things that we deal with, the fleshy desires, it will upstage that. A lot of us are like that. We want to shine, but we have not dealt with the filth on us. If the light will be thrown at you and you have not dealt with it, everybody will see your nakedness. And the good news is that in Romans chapter 6, verse 9 to 11, the Bible tells us that sin is dead. Let's read it. Romans. Let's read the TPT. I love the TPT. Romans chapter 6, verse 9 and 11. Mm-hmm. And I read in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. And we know that since the anointed one has been raised from the dead to die no more, his resurrection life has vanquished death and its power over him is finished. So where is death? Death has been vanquished. And the power of death is finito. What else did he say? For by his sacrifice, he died to sin's power once and for all. Mm-hmm. But he now lives continuously for the Father's pleasure. For what? The Father's pleasure. So as a Christian that has resurrected, the moment you accepted Jesus Christ, there's something that was quickened in your mortal body. You resurrected to new life. Your life is to please the Father. Amen. Your life is to satisfy yourself. Your life is to do what? Oh, tell your neighbor. Neighbor, I know you've been trying to please your girlfriend, but start, start pleasing the father. I know, I know that all that you do, even your dressing is for somebody in the church. But not for the, the one who we came to worship. Hey! 
Hey! Can I go there? I, no, I don't want to go there. I'll make someone uncomfortable. I'll go there. You woke up this morning. You took brown makeup. The foundation, even your foundation, it was with foundation stone. You, you, you put ten layers. Pop, 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 pop. The eyelashes, you started plucking since last week, putting it longer. You see, and all that you were doing, it was not to come and please God. It is not to please God, who? it is to please Brother Kwame. <laughs> so, 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 you know what, you know what they do? So, Apostle, Apostle, come, Apostle, come. It's to please Apostle Willa. Apostle, come. Apostle, come. Apostle is coming. Give it up for Apostle. You see, Jesus Christ wanted to please the Father. Jesus Christ did not pay attention to other people's feelings. You remember Jesus even rebuked Peter. He didn't pay attention to what you feel. He was paying attention to what the Father wanted. So he says, let not my will, but your will be done. Some of, some of us, when we are coming to church, all we are looking at is Apostle Willa. We are not looking at... The Bible tells us, looking unto Jesus, the altar and the finish of our faith. You have changed Jesus and you put, looking unto Willa. And then when Willa is playing the drums, during worship, during worship, you are, you are sitting in the corner there. You can do it at you. When, when, Willa, when Willa looks at you, you are like, that I may see. Apostle, do you want to add something to it? Apostle, is it nice? Is it nice when we do that to God? It's not nice. Okay, so is it nice that the one that has given you life, giving, even look, look at how the Holy Spirit wakes you up. Sometimes you don't need alarm clock. So your, 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 your first lapture. And then all of a sudden, it happens to me a lot. I forget to set my alarm clock. And then just the exact time that I have to wake up, it's it's and then I look at the window and I see that it is day. I'm like, oh. Then I check the clock and I look at and it's exactly the time that I'm supposed to wake up. Who told you the Holy Spirit is not living in you? Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Who lives in you? You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Apostle, Jesus is not asking you to honor him with your drums. Eh? And with riffs. No, he says, honor him with your body. If you honor him with your body, you honor him with everything that your body can do. So you realize that Apostle Willa, at one point, he's honoring God behind the drums. In a few days' time, I say this, in just a moment, before you know, Apostle Willa is not honoring God with the drums. Apostle Willa is standing here and he's honoring God. Ah, you did this? I thought you said amen for him. I thought you shout amen for him. Somebody shout a bigger amen. Apostle, you may take your seat. God bless you. We please God. You remember when chairman came? That was the message he gave us. Because we are, we are, we are, we are a beautiful church. A church of about 35 nationalities. Right? It is very easy to please each other. I don't want to hurt your feelings. Because in my culture, we do it like this. That culture, they do it like this. But for us to all be united, we need to have one focus. We gaze upon the cross. 
to please God so that when one of us is, do, is not figuring it out, we're able to approach him and say, oh, sister, you are beside yourself. Being beside yourself, that is what the Bible says, you are sinning. You, do, you, do, you are pretentious. You are acting like a sinner, but you are not a sinner. Why do you act like a sinner? Why do you cheat? Why do you lie so much that your lies have become truth? Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I know who you are. Yeah, I can see even from your teeth, you are a child of God. Watch this. Until you realize that what has happened to sin, right? If you don't realize what has happened to sin, you will still be hanging around sin. But you need to know where sin's position has been, has been placed. Let's look at Romans chapter 6 verse 12 to 13. I think Dickinson used it as well. Romans chapter 6 verse 12 to 13. In the, yeah. Romans chapter 6. Are you doing TPT? Let's do TPT because that one is, is interesting. Romans chapter 6 verse 12 to 13. To 13. Sin is a dethroned monarch. Sin is a what? Dethroned monarch. Let's all read it. What? Sin is a dethroned monarch. Why are you still paying taxes to sin? When he is a dethroned monarch, what else does he say? So you must no longer give it an opportunity to rule over your life. You must do what? Tell your neighbor, my sister, you must no longer give sin the opportunity. Do you know what I, I've come to realize about sin? Sin never misses an opportunity. <laughs> sin never misses an opportunity. When sin can get you angry, ah, it starts with something small, just a seed. A seed like, yeah, it can Then sin will give you ideas. That's how sin works. He, he, it breathes, it, it, it likes that toxic stuff. And we should remember that our old self, we were besties with sin. As a matter of fact, we were hanging our vacations with sin. We were matis. Like, if you, if you see the old John, you will see sin coming as well. As a matter of fact, me and sin, we used to come, we used to come like this. <laughs> we had a sin. What can we vandaag do? We gaan vandaag stelen. Keep in the soup. <laughs> we, en- we were enjoying it. But the new life has dumped sin. Sin has been dumped. I thought you were going to clap on that. You see, you like to still... Ah, you've been flirting with sin, eh? Tell your neighbor, I don't flirt with sin anymore. You should also stop. He broke my heart. <laughs> Do you know how many relationships you have, you have broken because of sin? How many relationships, how many friendships that have been broken because of sin? Be- because of because of cheating, because of malice, because of lying, because of disappointment, because of heartbreak. Imagine a world where we will all come to an understanding that sin is no more the king. But there is a king of kings that is now seated upon his throne. The king of righteousness. What else did he say? Controlling how you live and compelling you to obey its desires and cravings. Exactly. 13. So let, let me stop there. So he says this controlling 
don't give him the opportunity to control how you live or compel you to obey its desires and cravings. That's why the fruit of the spirit is love, which is joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control. You must control of yourself, ever. Amen. Say, I have control over myself. Yes, I don't. I don't lose control. That's why. That's why. That's why the Bible advises us not to be be given to wine. I don't. Should I go there? It's sensitive because some of, some of you, you last week you were toxic. Hey, what do you know? Intoxicated, tipsy. Should I go there? Yeah. I will go there. Yes, it starts with incline of Fletcher. But this is what sin likes. Sin likes you to lose control. It became a oh, like, let me just aim, aim. How do you? I don't even know how they say it. Ooh. Let me puff one. You have become puff daddy and puff mommy. Somebody say mercy. But sin wants you to be in that position. Because the moment you've lost control, you become tipsy. You see, that's why a lot of a lot of people get, I don't want to use that word, a lot of people are abused because they lose control over themselves. And in hindsight, and then what the devil likes is that he likes to play them on your guilt. This morning after. The morning after, then all of a sudden the devil will come. Say, yeah, man, that been a talk. You've been precise very girl. Maybe you should don't go and abort it. Then it goes from one thing to the other, one thing to the other, and then he starts reminding you of that. Reminding, he will remind you so much you that you forget that Jesus Christ has nailed all of it. On the cross. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you are feeling condemned, I came to tell you that you have been set free. That every pain has been paid. Every price has been paid. You need to learn to forgive. Forgive not just the people that have hurt you, but forgive yourself. Yes. Yes, failure for no skin that Uber how meet. We are able to say, it's near error, but for us ourselves, we're feeling it error. Forgive those who put you to shame. Forgive, forgive those who spat on you. If Jesus Christ on the cross when we were nailing him was able to say, Father, forgive them for they do not know that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Amen. Am I speaking to someone this morning? I don't want to hurt your feelings. I want to lift up your spirit. This is what it's about. Because the more you become conscious of who you really are, the devil cannot touch you. And you even before he comes close, he can't even come close. Because, you know, if the person thinks, they, you know when a guy wants to get a girl. Guys, can I? You see, every guy, I believe every guy can get a girl. Any girl. However, there is a chasm. Chasm is the kinetic print. A moment where the guy realizes that Igmak, I look and bait cans. Right? In the beginning, they will see, oh, praise the Lord, Sister Grace, how are you? Oh, did you sleep well? In fact, the Lord revealed unto me that one day, one day, I will marry you. Then, then Sister Grace will say, nah, yeah, it all, yeah, it all. Then, then, then he will be cool. But then at one point in time, every day, consistency. 
Oh, true. Sometimes that's why when you see some girl, you're like, wow, nice girl. The guy, you see the face. You see the face is very, very glorious in the flesh. But the guy is consistent. Every day, we, we eat coffee herbal. He's always buying you McDonald's. You are eating the McDonald's. Eating, 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 eating. Every day he asks you, Hui Morka, have you like a slapper? Yeah. 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 And yeah. And the moment that you, the moment they realize that the language has changed, you are paying heed to what he's saying. This is what happened to Eve. The moment that Eve heard the serpent's suggestions, Eve went from referring to God as the Lord God, he took, she took away the Lord and started saying, did God say? So that's the way the devil works. He's like a uh, lion, looking, roaring lion, looking for whom he, say, he shall devour. The Bible says that he's standing, he's knocking, he wants to come in, and he's consistent. But the problem is most of, most of us Christians is we are inconsistent. Today we are in the spirit, tomorrow we are outside the spirit. Sunday we are in the spirit, but early on a Monday morning, outside the spirit. But we should be constantly walking in faith, and not by sight. We should constantly walk in the spirit. You see, when Jesus Christ resurrected, the Bible says that he was declared the son of God. There should be a declaration of who you now are. Amen. In the book of Peter, the Bible says that Jesus Christ went to Hades. I'm summing up. He went to hell. And the Bible says that he preached to the spirits. The spirit that in past disobeyed. Jesus preached in the spirit. In, that mo in the middle space on that Saturday, where everything was quiet, Jesus was in, the, in, in hell making proclamation. If the Bible says that he preached, I wonder what Jesus preached. Jesus has nothing else to preach than himself. So Jesus went to hell to make sure that the people that are in hell, the demons that are tormenting you, they know who is in town. They know who is now in charge. As a Christian, the moment you accept Jesus Christ, the moment you get baptized, you need to make those proclamations. You need to make people aware that I am a child of God. I have changed. I'm not the same guy that you used to hang around anymore. I'm a different person altogether. Amen. And what I love the most is that once we start walking in the will of God, once we start doing, doing what he wants, God has made us royal priesthood. Kings and priests. You know that there's only a priest that can atone for sin. Yes. In the past, they'll bring the lamp and the priest will go and atone for the sins. Jesus Christ was hung on, on the cross because Caiaphas the priest, he pushed that they would crucify him. As a matter of fact, they, they, they investigated Jesus Christ so much that they, they found out that he was without sin. Yes. He was without sin. And after that, he crucified. God has now made us priests. Do you know what that means? That you now have the mandate to, to identify holiness in people that do not know that they can be holy you can see the good in people rather than judging them on what they have done you can judge them on what they can become and God has made all of us those priests 
to also help others crucify the old. Yes. Many Christians, the moment that we, 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 we start growing in the knowledge of Christ, we forget where we used to be. And we start judging those that are toddling. We start judging those that are struggling. We say that, yeah, your behavior tells me you're not a Christian. Who told you he's now a Christian? Who told you? The reason why he has not come to that is because you have not told him what his position is. Instead of judging, tell them where they are, they are seated. That's why this morning I came to tell you that you are seated in heavenly places. You are seated on the right hand side of the Father. Perhaps you have lost your positioning. But today you have been repositioned. You have been repositioned. Perhaps you feel like, oh my goodness, I have not made any impact in my whole life. But today God is telling you that Jesus Christ, even it took him 33 years of waiting for him to make the most maximum impact ever made. It doesn't matter how long it has taken. It does not matter how many mistakes you have done. It does not matter. It is a, that is the power of the cross. The cross is able to cancel out all the penalties. All the mistakes that you could have made. Perhaps you are sitting and your heart is burning. You are like, I wish I could do this as well. But God is telling you that there is a power that has been put into you. And with that power, you can start walking in righteousness. You can start walking in holiness. You can start walking in the truth of, your, of who you are. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on yourself. Don't let go. He has stretched his hand. His hand is not short. That it, it cannot reach you where you are. Yes. Perhaps you are in this place, but you feel like you are in the deepest pit. There is no shadow he will not light up. No mountain he will not climb up. Coming after you. There is no wall that he will not break down. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that the day that Jesus Christ was crucified, the veil was torn. The places that we could not go because we felt like we did not fit. We were the misfits. But now we can be there. Today we can all sit and enjoy our Father's presence. Yes. Don't give up. Let's be on our feet.